it's Sarah. It's Leanna. And welcome back to Girl, Girl We Should, Should Talk, Talk to Someone podcast. This is episode six, part two. <laughs> and we have Hannah with us still. Hey, Hannah. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Good. So this is a continuation of our episode number six, part one, which we spoke a lot about body image, where the movement started, um, shared some of our own personal stories and antidotes about it. Um, and just because we can't stop talking about this, we decided to do two parts. So let's just head right into part two. So just before we start the part two of this episode, I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer that this episode might be triggering for some listeners. So we're going to be talking about weight numbers, things that trigger us and body image in general. So if any of those things you're hearing and you're like, Hey, I don't think I should listen to that today. Just don't listen to this one and go back and listen to one of the other podcasts, the older ones, or wait for one to come out in the next couple of weeks for anyone out there that feels like they're experiencing uh, body image issues and maybe some kind of eating disorder. There are places out there that you can reach out to for help. So there's the National Eating Disorder Info Center Helpline, and the Toronto number is 416-340-4156, and the toll-free number is 1-866-633-4220. So just, just know you're never alone, and even if you can't have a candid conversation like this with one of your friends, there are people that you can reach out to for help. Okay, so where did we leave off? <laughs> we left off talking um, a little bit about like brands and what they're doing to be inclusive mm. and making sure they're not just using that label of, okay, we're going to do a, um, a branding with body positivity and just like putting someone on there that they think um, makes them part of the movement. It's about being intentional and having sort of people of color and indigenous people in your management scheme yeah, and your marketing and not just the people that you send out on email blasts. So one thing I actually want to bring up that just came to me, we didn't plan this, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm so excited. How the brands influence women, mm-hmm. but how do we think those same brands influence men's view of women? Yeah. Question. And how men view themselves. Like there's a lot of, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff being thrown at men too for how their body should look. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's interesting. Like I know, there's lots of men that feel that way that they need to be super lean and muscular. And um, there's that ideal sort of like, I don't know, Zac Efron type body that I, that's like the first thing that's coming to mind. And as much as I'm like, yeah, that's so hot. I also need to think about like, why do I think that is the ideal hot body for a man? um, And where does that come from? Yeah. It's tough because with men, we always see those people on the ad, ads that have a lot of abs and everything. So we always think men should have abs. They should be strong, strong arms, and they should have strong legs, be able to go to the gym easily. But again, that's also not really achievable for every single person. It's hard work to get there. And I don't think it's fair for them to also see those images and those ads to look that way because it probably makes them just as insecure as it makes us. I saw yeah company advertising on I think it was like a Facebook ad and they were actually using like really various signs various sizes of men's bodies to model their clothing um and I have never ever seen that before which is super interesting I think it hasn't been that way for women except for the last I don't know three or four years that we've seen maybe online shopping there's people of different size bodies because it really doesn't show you what the clothing or the product looks like every month if they're only showing it on a size two body right yeah for sure 
do you guys remember also the whole like dad bod phase like when that was like a I wrote a thing. thesis on the dad bod <laughs> <laughs> I want to read that yeah oh like in undergrad but was there ever a mom body then? that's the exact argument I had is why are men allowed to be hot in a dad bod right have that extra weight and be like you're a dad that's fine it's sexy it's hot but then a woman after she gives birth they're like sort of celebrated when they can lose the weight quickly and sort of snap right back into how they looked like before having a baby mm -hmm. meanwhile that's usually not something that's attainable and obviously when you've just given birth there's so many other things going on that getting back into the same physical shape that you were before the baby may never even happen right but I think to like answer that question in my perspective, it's kind of like, it's all about power. So it's like, if men are more in a position of power in society than women, they are the ones, they are like the CEOs of the company deciding how the branding's working. So they decide what's hot. Yep. So they'll put a, a dad, they'll put Leonardo DiCaprio with his dad bod in the beach. We all know those photos. I know I sure as heck do. Those in the thesis, yes. Yeah, amazing. Get those visuals in there. I'm a visual learner. Um, so it's like, <laughs> you know, you put him on the cover of the magazine and you write super hot dad. Well, I'm standing there and I read that in line and you're just absorbing all of these yeah. things throughout the day. So it's like, if we have, if we're shown those images of men and told it's okay to not have abs, it's, it's all right. But then the magazine decided is like, the loves out like looking horrible in bikinis exactly or like this mom lost 30 pounds on the atkins diet it's like in my mind i'm like oh my gosh what if i have kids and gain weight and that actually has been a thought that i've thought about before yeah. too where it's like oh my god i can't wait to be a mom but then i'm like oh uh, i'm not ready for that like weight gain that that body, change. that body change like i'm really gonna have to be like really careful with myself and really kind to myself Am During I, that process. yeah, like, is that something that's realistic? <laughs> yeah. But so how do we also think the men seeing these ads of the beautiful woman, like, how do you think that's affecting their projections of us too right now? Like, do you think men are see seeing the same ads that we're seeing and saying that's the ideal woman that I want? Or like, how do you think that is working? Yeah, I, it's interesting because I think that men are affected similarly as we are, like, and everyone is affected by cult, like pop culture and um, and the media and what they see. Um, but arguably, I think, like, I don't know why this is, but I think women are more absorbed into social media, into mm. um, ideals, into what we should or shouldn't look like. It all comes down, I'm sure, to this power dynamic and trying to please. And when we please, we try and be what other people want of us or what we feel other people want of us. Um, and I also think men, there's that sense of power that Hannah mentioned, like men feel like, okay, I might not look like Zac Efron, but like, I, I'm still good because I have basically the power to determine like that I am hot without any sort of external things telling me that. And do you think they think the same about women then? Like the woman I'm with doesn't have to look like this model. They don't have to look this way because it's not realistic. Like, how do you think they see that? I don't know. I, I like it's hard for me to put myself in like someone mm -hmm. else's shoes. Like the male gaze. Yeah. What do you think, Hannah? Yeah, I feel the same way. I think it would be interesting, like, you know, to have men on the show and, and ask them that question because mm -hmm. I, I truly think a lot of the guys that I know that I'm friends with would be like, no, you don't have to be yeah. a size zero, size two. And I think that, you know, men listening to this, 
if they get to part two of the episode, which I really hope some of them do, because I think it's important, but I think that they would be like, a lot of them would relate to feeling a lot of shame around their body, but then also some of them might think and be like, why are you spending so much time on this? Like, a hundred percent, you know, what about happiness? What about, um, what you want in your career? What about, um, just being excited to have kids? Like, why, why are you focusing on this? I think they, I think some guys I know would be genuinely shocked. Yeah. That women think this way. That are a lot of our, like, mental capacity goes to thinking about what we look like. And yeah. How we can change it to be better. Yeah. Like they kind of accept us for how, like a lot of our friends that are guys, that they accept us for how we are. Like I've never had one male that I'm friends with comment on my body in any way, just saying like, oh, like you're this, you're that, like, oh, or like saying anything. Or if if I talk about celebrities, they're like, oh yeah, but you're like beautiful in your own way. Like they always say that. I'm like, wow, that's interesting because girls don't think that way. Like what is beautiful in our own way? It's so hard to accept that. Like, it's interesting though, because I can, I often think that way about other people. I can see the beauty in literally anyone and like, and they can tell me all the things that they don't like about themselves. And, and I could probably counter that with a million things that I love about them and that I don't even notice those things that, that is like plaguing them. But when it comes to myself and this is sort of like the over-personalization of it all, like, why do, why do I feel like everyone else is judging me when I don't think about those things about other people like, I'm not judging this person who I'm walking on the streets hairline but like if yeah. that's something that was affecting me I would think oh everyone's looking at me everyone's noticing it exactly yeah, yeah. like if I see girls like the skin issues or concerns I'm like does it even phase me like I don't even like notice it or see it but like myself it's like oh end of the world I'm gonna stay mm-hmm. home not leave my condo like mm-hmm. done but like on the other end of the spectrum too and I know I mentioned this in part one it's kind of like sometimes when I bring up my inner struggles and people are like but it doesn't matter you're beautiful you look great I feel gaslit because I'm like no but when I hear of another actor or actress that I know of who was fired because they gained 20 pounds in quarantine. It almost confirms all that stuff. It confirms. And and you know what? To a certain degree, and my therapist has said this to me before, she's like, you're right. To a certain degree, you're right. So Mm -hmm. they lost that job because they gained weight because we live in a fat phobic society. And, you know, which is held up by white supremacy. And, you know, I think that, is telling you that that's not true is not going to help you with the anxiety. Uh, so what you can do is you can decide that that doesn't define you, mm-hmm. that that might be a part of you and that's okay. And that the weight is a good thing, but other people in society view it as a bad thing. So acknowledging that some people do think it's bad, don't think it's attractive, but that's okay because not everyone is going to like me. Yeah. I can't even imagine being an actress and being on screen constantly because that would just trigger so much for me. So I'm just curious to ask you, Hannah, like how, how do you cope with that? Cause I already know, like I can't walk out the house with like one red mark on my face. 
and no one's even looking at me, but I think everyone is. Yeah. And what comes to mind for me is like, oh, bad camera angle. I'm going to shut yeah. down for the day. I'm obese. I and, see my face yeah. being uneven. I'm like, oh, one eyebrow's thicker than the other eyebrow. I'm ugly. Like, I, I just couldn't even imagine. That's funny because like when you're like, I can't even imagine being an actress on camera. I'm like, me neither. <laughs> I, I would love to work more. Um, no, but I like, okay. Yes and no. Like, honestly, I think when I'm in a fitting, I might feel that way. I might be like, ooh, it'd be great if maybe my hips didn't look like this. But like when I'm on set, no, because you're so in it. You're like with the other person. It's not about you. You're like with a team and like it honestly, I personally don't think about it much. Now I've had the privilege of like the few things I've done have primarily been by female directors and it hasn't no one has made me feel that my body wasn't good enough to be there. Um, but I do feel that way sometimes in a fitting or like if I feel really bloated or something like that going to set or just on a normal day that stresses me out. But I think that we are seeing very, very tiny shifts in Hollywood when it comes to the women that are represented and the women that are quote unquote attractive in the films. Yeah, they're, they're not what they, they used to be. They're not all size zero. They're all still quite small. I think there's a long way to go, but I think that there are more people that I can look up to. Even appearances have changed a lot. It's not the most typical, like, beautiful human that's the main role like you have different people with different looks and you can just like the queen's gambit for example she is a very unique look and you wouldn't expect her as like the typical lead like 10 years ago i think but and she's so beautiful but she's just not that typical role that you always have seen mm -hmm. it's always mm -hmm. like the pretty model-esque person i guess yeah as that main lead or i don't even know like now they have like in some of those movies what's that one i watched recently I don't remember. It's like Seth Rogen's sister was the main character. No. Oh, yeah. Sister. Oh, Jonah Hill's sister. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, yeah. It's such a good movie. And you would, again, you wouldn't expect her as the main role lead, but she is, and she's amazing in it. Yeah. And seeing that more, I think, is so important for, like, younger generations because to be a successful woman or have that lifestyle of boys liking you is not just for those pretty skinny girls. It's for everyone. I think also a place where they can, you know, improve a lot as well is when it comes to skin and acne. Cause I think still we do see them covering up like everything on actors, like especially in teen, in teen TV shows and movies. I'm like, yeah, why'd like, you cover up their acne? I can see the pimple. It would be really cool if she had a pimple. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Or like they, it's always like the, if they have acne, it's like them like, oh, I had acne when I was like two years younger. Now I'm like, my skin's better and people are noticing me. I watched a movie about that and I was like, fuck you. Like that's not realistic usually. Yeah. Or like, like the acne is like depicts a part of their life where like things were not going well. Yeah. Like no one can be <laughs> and have acne, you know? Like, and then it's like suddenly she has beautiful skin, boys are noticing her, she's getting dates. And it's like, like the makeover scene. Yeah. That's another reason triggering my body. <laughs> <laughs> So when, like, we talked a little bit about Hannah, like, being on screen and how 
that sometimes could be triggering for someone. Yeah. The things that like work for each of us in terms of when we're having a bad body image day, like what do we do to take care of ourselves and what have we found works? Therapy. Therapy, yeah. Therapy is big. For the longest time, I never admitted I had a problem. I think I have struggled with this view of myself since honestly elementary school. I can remember like being really young and using anti-aging products and I was like 12 years old. Like I was like, because I didn't want my skin to look anything less than porcelain perfect. So I remember using my mom's anti-aging agalation. I was like, didn't even have anything back then. I remember when all my friends were getting like acne, like I never had acne, but if I had one pimple, it was like immediately like end of the world. So I think admitting I had a problem was a big step and then therapy and talking about it is mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. And then some things I learned from therapy is just writing myself notes and I leave it on my mirror, I leave it in the bathroom, I leave it in my, around my condo to constantly reach myself, like mm-hmm. self-affirmation, positive notes to myself because you need to always remind yourself of those positive things about yourself. So I find that helps me. Mm-hmm. How about you, Hannah? Things. Um, so something that I do with my therapist <laughs> is, uh, it's something that like, I always remind myself of, cause I'm like very self-critical, not even just about my body, but like pretty much about like my personality, anything that I can pick at, I'll give it a little pick here and there, oh, wait for okay. it to bleed a little bit and then I'll like move on. But I always, she always asks, you know, when you think about your friends, and you think about the reasons that you love them, does their weight ever come up? Wow. That's my question. Never. It, it, never. And, you know, if, if someone that you love gained weight, would that mean, <laughs> would that mean anything? Yeah. No. So it's like, why do we think that about ourselves? And like, kind of like, I know this is like a mean word and like, I feel for it, but like the vanity that comes with that of like thinking that people think that much about your weight. Oh my God. That's a huge lesson I've learned too. Like yeah. I over-personalize everything. And that's one thing my therapist has to- like taught me a lot about and sort of pointed out to me is like, it's that same thing. It's like, no one is paying attention to you as much as you are paying attention to you. Yeah. So all those things that you don't notice in your friends, your friends are not noticing in you. So if you can come to terms with that, and it's almost like it's a selfish thing that we do to think that everyone cares so much about trivial things about us, right? Like what we've said, like after a night out or like what we look like or like how we look in a photo, like that's not on anyone else's radar. Um, and when that sort of like hits you in the face and you realize like, Oh shit, like, and it's not about people not caring about me. It's just that those things don't matter. And such a privileged way to live life. Like I get to go scrutinize an Instagram photo while other people have like, you know, way bigger things that they have to be thinking about. So it's another example of my privilege. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Other things that like, I don't know, exercise does help me because it kind of like yeah. gets me out of like looking yeah, at the too. phone or like doom scrolling or like just looking in the mirror. But it's also a double-edged sword for me and it has been for a while where it's like, yeah, I feel good when I exercise because it gives me endorphins and it makes me feel strong. But I can easily fall into that like trap of like feeling the need to over-exercise or exercise yeah. a certain amount of times a week to have exercised enough and all those little things that you can tell yourself. 
which is why when I talked about walking being sort of like a new thing I've like learned to love in the last episode, that has really been a learning lesson for me to just take in what my body enjoys and take out all this external storytelling about what it means to do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also surround yourself with people that are positive. Like I've yeah. had friends who really put me down. Like I said, people were telling me to wear more makeup. Not friends anymore. Not friends anymore. Yeah. For the very reason. Like they would say, wear more bronzer, wear a bigger push-up bra, wear, you should like do this. And I'm like, no, that's not me. And it's like all the things that you might think poorly of yourself are often things that your friends are like they see as like integral parts of who you yeah, are exactly like, and it's also not about how you look it's just about the energy that you bring right? yeah like you're not the kind of person to like come like with a lot of makeup on all the time oh should I I'm just kidding <laughs> so like I would never be to you like oh like you should wear like eyeshadow and this and that like yeah but if you were the kind of person who did that that's totally fine also it's just like I wouldn't change anything about you like you have friends mm-hmm. who like have different ways of seeing themselves and that's okay how they are you don't have to be the same as them Mm -hmm. uh you mentioned working out too and like I feel like another way to work out without it becoming obsessive is with the goal setting so like I feel like I see so many goals all the time on Instagram of like get like a better butt or like get a thigh gap or like all these things and I'm like how about be able to hold a plank for two minutes or how about be able to do five chin-ups? Like, why don't we set some goals that are about like strength or endurance or just like fun? Your body may or may not change in your pursuit for like the pull-ups, but like if it does or if it doesn't, that doesn't matter. What you're focusing on is like at the end of the day, that, that goal that has nothing to do with how your body looks. Or I want to do more cardio because I'm planning on doing a massive hike at the end of the month. And Mm -hmm. I want to be able to get to the peak while carrying a 20 pound backpack. Like we can make fitness goals without, and look, I'm saying this (laughs) while still struggling with it. So it's not like I have it figured out. It's like therapy for myself, but it's, it's just like, you can make goals for yourself that aren't aesthetic based. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting when you talk about the challenges. I, I follow or like I pay for this online like Pilates type membership. Um, And I've done it since we've been home because I couldn't really go to the gym. And usually I just do the videos when I feel like it, whatever. And I noticed this week they put out this two week challenge. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to do whatever the challenge is. So you have to do a certain video every day and there's a schedule. So I did the first day and I was like, okay, this is so good. I got this. I'm going to complete this challenge. This challenge is going to be so good for me. And then the next day, like, I just like, whatever happened, I didn't do it. And then like these stories started to appear like, oh, because you didn't do it, you're not challenging yourself hard enough. You're not working out hard enough. You're not doing this or this or this, which all leads to the point like, okay, you're failing, right? That is sort of like a fine line for me with the challenges because it's like, yes, it's great to push yourself and go out of your comfort zone. And I love that stuff. But when the challenge starts to determine how good of a person you are and how determined you are and how strong you are, that's when I have to kind of reel back and be like, okay, I didn't feel like doing the workout today. I don't have to do it. That doesn't mean, doesn't tell me anything about myself, right? Yeah. I think listening to your body's needs is also a hard thing to do. So yeah. you just brought that up for me. Like sometimes you, your body wants to work out. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just, you don't, you don't. Like all mm-hmm. summer, I kind of was like, I just want to walk and go for a bike ride. That's like all I want to do. Also, I couldn't go to a gym. So yeah, that was an option, but I didn't want to work out from home. I just didn't want to do that stuff. But I still did active in my own way, but 
you have to listen to what your body's telling you and mm-hmm. not push yourself out of that because totally it's so important to do that too like take the breaks when you need the breaks mm-hmm. i know and with our sort of industrious society of like go 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 do the most in the 24 hours that you have it's hard to do that sometimes it's very hard yeah it's yeah it's burnt out culture it's yeah. a phrase it is burnt out culture it's different right now like oh. well <laughs> i still like feel like it's easy to get burnt out right now like yeah, mentally mm-hmm. mentally Very mentally burnt yeah. out. that's like definition of every day for me yeah i was actually like talking to my therapist yesterday and i was explaining something to her and like i had written it down to tell her about it and i was talking about sort of like the u.s election and how like there was just so many emotions and so many conversations and like i felt like i was really emotionally into it at the beginning but then at a certain point i just kind of checked out and like couldn't even talk about it anymore it was just too much and she goes so you were burnt out and I was like oh yeah I I did just describe burnout didn't I but like I I couldn't see that until she said so along with those self-care things that we find kind of bring us back to ourselves um Hannah you talked about this in the last episode and I think it's really important of like curating that social media Mm -hmm. environment that you have um and making sure it includes people that make you feel good yeah who do you guys follow that kind of gives you that feeling? So one person, I don't know if I can say her name properly, Florence Poop or Pug. <laughs> oh my God. That is the cutest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, you mean? You. Oh, you. Yeah. Oh. But honestly, if I, I think she heard that, she's also the fun, she seems like the funniest person ever. Right? I feel like she'd be like, I'm now Florence Pug. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you? Like, a, yeah. I think the GH are silent. So she's great. She's all about, like, so she's one of those people that I like because she normalizes, like, skin. Just skin, like, real, having real skin. Mm-hmm. Like, she shows it. Yeah. She doesn't hide no it. No filters. No yeah. filters. She literally has, like, acne stickers on, and she, like, is, like, on camera, and she just, it's great. I love watching her for those reasons because she's never all dulled up but even mm-hmm. if she is she's still like this is my skin mm-hmm. um that's the first one that comes to my head yeah the first one that came to my mind for this was ashley graham um mm, yeah. i mm-hmm. love ashley graham she's a plus-size model and she's just a really great advocate for just women in general and i think a lot of the stuff she posts is like unedited and that's nothing to say about editing i know some people it, helpful for them to edit their photos but as a social influencer I think it's important also to know what that means for your audience if you don't tell them you're editing your photos but that's a whole other story I do feel like Ashley Graham's just a great role model in terms of um showing like the real aspects of life so she just had a baby and she's like this is my body now it's changed and that's okay I'm still gonna show how I look like on Instagram even though it's different and even though it might not feel normal to me right now Yeah, I think that, like, um, someone who I have, like, a similar body to that I look up to is is Lily Reinhart. Oh, we have that. She's on the list. Yeah. Yeah, she's someone, and this is why it's so important. Representation is important because I feel like her and I, I'm really tooting my own horn here, and I apologize. You're hers, too. Don't worry. Because, oh, my God, no. Because I feel like we have a bit of a similar look. I'm like, I feel more confident when I see her talking about her own struggles with body positivity or when she shares that she's feeling bloated or not at her best because I'm like, oh, that's how I feel as well. Um, But then I also like, 
I'm really, I feel really empowered by people like Lizzo. Like I, I love her. I think that she unapologetic like unapologetic and also I find very liberating for like my sexuality like I think that she really brings to the forefront the idea that like women should be allowed to express themselves sexually Mm -hmm. and unapologetically like you said and just the fact that she's so comfortable in her body um is is really inspiring yeah, I loved when she was talking about people saying, oh, you should work out more. And she's like, oh, no, I, I do. I work out. Uh, do you want to see my workout video? Look yeah. how I am. Like, yeah. I, I'm not this way because I don't eat healthy and I don't work out. This is just how my body's going to look and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. Right. 100%. I think that, you know, they're, they actually came out with a study recently, which you should have a nutritionist on the show for because I can't help. But like the, the study was just talking about how they used to link weight and diet so much Mm -hmm. and how now they're finding that actually your weight and your diet and your physical activity, they might not, it might all not work together. It might be that you eat healthy and you exercise, but you're, you live in a bigger body. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not that, it's, I'm sure Lena, it's like that misconception of like, if you have acne, um, you must not be taking care of your skin. Yeah. But like, that's so the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's so true. So I know we've, we've touched on a lot and this is sort of just even the, the tip of the iceberg for like body positivity and body image and I could talk to someone about this for three weeks and still have stuff to say. Having said that, like, what do we, what would you say is your biggest takeaway from some of the things that we discussed over the last two episodes? Like if you had to have one statement or one value that um, you've taken away from this or just your own personal sort of journey to body positivity. I guess that like, we're also hypercritical of ourselves and others and we should really just like all be on the same team and in the same corner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, no matter what size we are, we all struggle in our own ways uh, with being body positive. And we should just like listen to each other and, you know, hold space for each other when we want to talk about it because getting it out there and expressing it is so much better than holding it in. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And, th- and then also like acknowledging those like intersections too. It's like, we're all like white, able-bodied women. It's like, yeah, we, we think about our bodies in a certain way, but also imagine having those other sort of barriers that some other people experience. Yeah, right. I think maybe the biggest takeaway for me is like, as weird as it might sound, is like your body is like the least interesting part about you, right? Like as much as we place so much emphasis on that yeah. and every aspect of what we do, like it really is like I am not friends with people because of how they look I'm friends with yeah. people because of the the joy that they bring to things their perspective their openness their personalities and yeah if they could truly look like um a, I don't even know they could be like an inanimate object but if they brought that same energy like I'd be friends with them you know what I mean <laughs> it's true one thing I always say to myself this is like my three favorite words that I always remind myself is like it will pass yeah. So I constantly have to tell myself like, okay, you might not look perfect this week, but it will go, it'll pass. Mm-hmm. You might right. feel like loaded right now, but it will it'll pass. pass. Like you might have a little red dot on your face, but it will pass. Like it, nothing is permanent. Time continues. Life continues. 
nothing stays the same. You're not, mm-hmm. and that's the thing I struggle with. I always think, oh, my world's over. I look at this forever. I'm mm-hmm. never going to be better. And that's like my mental it's like health. The permanent yeah, like, that's yeah. like my dysmorphia speaking. But like, I have to constantly remind myself, it will pass. Go mm-hmm. on. That's a great thing to like, even for any situation. Like, and I want to get a touch on my wrist to arm myself because I swear, I swear to get God. get on your forehead. I wrote it on my mirror, my last place. I wrote in big black letters, it will pass. Okay, so let's shift into our rapid fire question. I'm so excited. I love this part. <laughs> we're never like rapid though. We're always just like, let's talk about this. Yeah, as any listener would know, we never get through anything. <laughs> Okay, so the first one is, um, and do we want to go with, like, in an order? Like, no, just everyone says when, they, okay, cool, yeah. love it. Sorry, that's just type A me coming out. Um, <laughs> if, so the first question is, if my body could talk right now, what would it say? Pizza. <laughs> yeah, m- mine would want a snack. Yeah, it wants, like, food. Pizza, so yeah. healthy and greasy. Yeah, yeah mine is kind of saying, like, oh, I don't even know, like, like, I want, like, a hot chocolate, like, Ooh, I want, like with, yeah. like, marshmallows and, like, oh my God, cinnamon. Yeah. 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 That sounds good. I have pizza in my fridge as well. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next one is, maybe it's, it's related to our first one, is what does my body need right now? Mine needs to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, mine, like, kind of needs to pee now that you said that, which is right. funny. And then I feel like I need to like walk around, like go stretch it out. We've been like sitting for a bit. I feel like I could use a stretch. Yeah, I think I need, yeah, same with me. I kind of want to go for a walk. I kind of want to get a hot chocolate and marshmallows oh. and like walk around the waterfront. Yeah. And the next question is what's one way I can celebrate my body every day? So, like, what's one thing each of us can do to celebrate our bodies on a daily basis? I actually do this. Every single time I put on face cream, I take a moment to like, massage my face and I legitimately say you're so beautiful I love that oh that's every time no matter if I'm having a good day or a bad day that's really good I think for me mine is like listening to my body and I for so many years I didn't I just pushed it to do things I thought it should be doing and it's actually pretty liberating to listen to your body do what it wants you to do and remove any guilt around the things that your mind is maybe saying you should be doing instead yeah that's a really good one Hmm. so this is one thing my therapist has told me to do which i've just started doing is touching the part of your body that you're really insecure about and like holding it for like five minutes like a hug almost yeah like Hmm. so like for me my face like mine's just like touching my face for like five minutes and just like holding it and like feeling it it's like meditation Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. touching your stomach touching your like hips your butt anything like so that's something I'm going to try to do. Like, know how it goes. Okay. I'll be touching my butt later. If anyone else um, uh, okay, the next question is, what's um, something that makes me kind of feel, like, worse about my body? Or what's one thing that you guys notice that makes you feel kind of icky? Uh, when I'm at a store and I'm trying on jeans. And oh, my know, God. Oh even my God. though I know that they, like – with the sizing like yeah. I know yeah like I know if I if I have to go up a few sizes I'll be pissed but then on the flip side if there's like another brand that doesn't even look as nice but I'm like a lower size I'm like oh these fit better <laughs> yeah it's bullshit 
clothing shopping is hard. You have to be in a good mindset to go into it, yeah. especially with the jeans. Like, oh yeah. And we're in, and we're in, you know, Normal we're not on either end of the spectrum, you know? So it's like, if that's the, that's our shopping experience, what must it be like for other people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also like getting out of the mindset of like, I have to be this size and anything bigger, it means something about my, my, myself, right? Like my word. And like, that's hard for me to like try something on and it will fit better and look better, but it's a bigger size. And automatically that tells me a story about who I am. Right. Okay. So the next question is, uh, what people make me feel better about my body or myself and why? For me, that's like all my closest friends, yeah, like including you both. And I know Hannah and me, you talk, we talk extensively about this kind of stuff. <laughs> and even if it's just like a weird photo we see of ourselves, we'll like send it to each other. <laughs> so is this what, just like go through the motions of this with me right now. Yeah. And we just sort of like, are like, we just openly have a really candid dialogue about it. Um, so that makes me feel good. And that whole like gaslighting thing that doesn't happen with us, like, we're able to just like see each other's issues as what they are instead of just like trying to be like, Oh no, you're great though. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not true. My answer is the same. (laughs) Like all my friends do make me feel that way though. So, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. But there's always a select few that really kind of get it, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What's your favorite way to move your body? Ooh. Uh, Honestly, like I like, I like a boot camp. I know people think that I'm doing that, you know, just for a result, but like Barry's, Barry's boot camp, like I can't think about anything else <laughs> other than running and lifting up weights. And it gets me out of my own head and it makes me feel like really like sexy and strong. The lighting in there does something. Yeah. Like yeah, I remember we went. I went to one class with Hannah, and I like took off. I was only in a sports bra, and was like, "Whoa, like that girl is me!" Like (laughs) you just you feel you feel good in there. You feel powerful. (laughs) You feel powerful, and like I think the biggest thing for me about it is I'm moving my body, and it's so vigorous that I can't think about what I look like doing it. Yeah, it's so true. Boot camps are great for that because mm-hmm. you, first of all, you can't watch yourself doing them. Like, you're yeah. not paying attention to the mirror. Like, when we used to go to Flight Club, mm-hmm. we used to do those mind kill boot camps. Yeah. Those were the best ever because you're thinking so much while you're working out. So it's just challenging your mind, challenging your body. And I always felt so good after. I was like, I'm strong, I'm smart. Like, and it was not how you looked, it's how you no, felt. No, it's not about yeah. all how you looked. And that was such a good environment for that stuff because no one, I never felt like anyone was focusing on me mm-hmm. when I was in that room. And there's certain like places like where I've been to a class, like when we used to go to workout classes all the time at different studios. Like, oh, yeah. There's certain energies in some studios where you'll enter and you're like, oh, I already have body dysmorphia in here. Yeah, like, exactly. There's yeah. just like something about the way people are interacting the type of classes and just like I don't know what it is it's just like a genesis quoi but like you go into a certain certain few places like berries for you Hannah like flight was like that for us like where it's not about how you look and it's really that community like about yeah. getting stronger exactly yeah okay what is bringing everyone joy lately and I and we put lately because I feel like that's a it's more topical than it is like what brings you joy in life. It's like, what's going to, what's bringing you joy like right now or in the last few weeks? Like my body or just in general? Just in general. Sunsets. Sunsets. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I love sunsets. Mm-hmm. Now that I can see them too. Yeah. It brings a perfect view here. It brings me a lot of joy. 
watching the sky. I've always loved watching the sky though. I'm trying to think of what has brought me joy lately. Okay, maybe cooking. Mine. What's been bringing me joy? Uh, what'd you say? What'd you say? The Bachelorette. Honestly, The Bachelorette brings me a lot of joy. But yeah, I, I would say that and like just like finding a good show. Like having a good show to unwind with at the end of the night, like scandal has been bringing me a lot of joy. That's a good one. When you can get so into a show that you, yes. that you're not on your phone, you're just watching it. It's such a good feeling. Queen's Gambit. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not kidding you. I watched the first season a day later, watched it all again. It was so good. I had to watch it twice. Like I love I every love second feeling. of it. And the so story, good. I'm going to watch it a third time because I have nothing else. <laughs> There's nothing else out there like it. What's mm -hmm. everyone's go-to comfort food? Like a meal that just like you think about it right now, it like makes you smile. It brings you a sense of comfort. Like I always better like pizza. Pizza for you? Yeah, for sure, pizza. I'm not really like a savory person. I'm like, if I'm going to have something that's like comfort food, I'm going to have something like honestly so bad for me. Like I just want raw cookie dough. Oh my God. Oh, that's good. That sounds good. You know, that's what I want. Yeah. I don't know. Like for me, it's like a whole like three course like meal at like a really nice restaurant <laughs> of like really heavy like pasta with like cream sauce oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. and then there's like like a really decadent dessert the part like where you know after you're not gonna feel good and you're like gonna have to unbutton your pants like yeah. those kind of meals when you feel in the mood for it just like do something for you yeah. that nothing else can do. Yours <laughs> is like so such a beautiful answer of like yeah. a meal shared and mine's like I want to be like watching Scandal with raw cookie dough. Like get in my face with Diet Coke, like by my like by myself. <laughs> Actually, a Diet Coke brings me joy and is comforting so too. So much joy. Um, okay, what's a what's a song that everyone goes to sort of like to get them out of a funk? Like they know that it will kind of like spark some joy in them. Shania Twain, uh, man, I feel like a woman. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good one. That's good. I'm like, let's go, girls. And I'm like, oh, I feel it. Oh, you should listen to the song, Hannah, then I Am Woman by... I love that song. Okay, what's her name? I can't remember right now. Helen Reddy? Yeah, it's such a good song. It's such a good song. That's a really, that's another good one. I love, like, any song by Maggie Rogers. Oh, yeah. Just, like, yeah. really happy. If I'm, like, really depressed or, like, anxious, I'm just, like, put some Maggie Rogers in that one. I'm like, oh, yeah, so good. Um, I think there's a song, um, okay, this is probably going to be weird, but, um, Sorry by Justin Bieber just brings me to another universe of, like, joy. Which one's sorry? Is so fair. Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. It's associated with happiness for me, and also, <laughs> That's so weird. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, but I feel like it brings you back. Too. like music brings you back to the time when you first heard it yeah so if you're really happy if that brings you good memories you're like oh also like I don't know how you feel about this but like a really sad song sometimes does something to me yeah. that I can't explain um okay we're almost we're almost done here um <laughs> what is your favorite part of your body <laughs> we're all, we're all like um that would be uh next question <laughs> um, I like my eyes they're green. It's nice. They are. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the one thing I 
like and no one sees. I like your eyes. I like them. I didn't know they were green. Yeah, they stand out with my black hair. So when I wear green, they look even Can more look green. Them a little closer. Mm. Green. Oh yeah. Like For those of you who can't see what just happened, Sarah <laughs> just held up her flashlight on her phone to Leanna's eyeball, but Leanna didn't even flinch. It was just something seemingly normal, and it's not. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, now we know her eyes are green. <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed. Oh, God. All right, Sarah, what's your favorite? Um, For me... Uh, I'll just pass the mic. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I actually like don't like. Um, do you want to go first, Hannah? I'm gonna think. Um, I'd say mine like changes like day to day. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, like I have nice eyes, and then sometimes I'm like, oh, I like my upper stomach today, <laughs> and then you know it's it's like it's super. I'm, I am super flaky on what I like, yes. but the nice thing is, is like, I'd say since it's a rotation, everything gets some love every once in a while. I'm like, wow, like, I think my butt looks good. I might think it doesn't look good next week, but for like a day, I'm like, she looks good. Nice. <laughs> That's good. Okay. Now that we're, I'm, I'm starting to think about it now. And I think either it's my smile or my butt <laughs> I love that I love that what a duo what an iconic duo your smile and your butt <laughs> but like there's a lot of work to be done that it really took me a long time to get there um what <laughs> next question what's your oh okay do we want to do this one yeah. what's your least favorite part of your body and then in brackets we put keep it light keep it light <laughs> <laughs> Um, I hate my hands and feet. They're weird. Why is silent? I'm just no, no, don't get that flashlight out. These are really small. They're kind of also we're holding space for Leanna, what Leanna thinks about herself. The feet are not good. Your feet are actually better than I remembered. Oh god. <laughs> no, I never get like manicures and pedicures because I feel like I don't like my hands and feet. I don't see why they need them. Are you like, do you like rings or no? I like rings. Okay. Actually. Yeah, it helps with the hands. Okay. But like, I never do my nails or toenails because I'm just like, why? Yeah, you're not a nail person. I like them being plain also. Like, I like the look. That's of them. more you, anyways, the like plain nail. And but it saves you a lot of money. It does. I've never been. But yeah, I just don't like them. Like, my hands are really. I like. I mean, fingers. I'm, okay, I'm working on this. I'm holding space for you and your. your your ideas about your body, but look how small they are. They're, they're cute. But they're really small. <laughs> okay. My least favorite part of my body would be, um, my fufa. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> A fat upper pussy area. Oh, you love that. Our, our group chat between me, Sarah, and our other friend Kathleen are called fufas. And so when they text me and my phone is on the counter and I'm like in a public setting, people are like, Fupa. What is that? A fat upper pussy area. F U P A. But your gut. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's just another name for it. It's like another name. Who invented that name? I have no idea, but I love it. I love the name Fupa. My least favorite part would be my thighs. I feel that too. That was going to be my answer too. It's like, yeah. It's not original. I feel like it's a lot of people's. Yeah. But yeah. 
and hips sometimes too. So for me, I'm always like, if I'm smaller, I'm always like hitting them like, when they go smaller, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that that's an inch, that's a whole thing for women. I feel like the yeah. The, the thigh gap, the thighs hips. Are nice. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thighs are hips. But you know what? We're all holding space for each other. That's, That's right. Okay, here's our last question. If you're still around, <laughs> hey, uh, what, what are you looking forward to in the next week? This is the new one you added. This is the new question. I'm getting massage. I think on oh. Wednesday, and I am just so excited. Um, oh, I'm, I'm next week. Okay, yeah, I'm getting my hair done on Saturday next week. Oh, yeah. What are you um, looking forward to? End us off. I'm looking forward to, like, this is, like, so lame, but, like, I have been very off routine this week. Like, I haven't slept, cooked, or yeah. done anything apart from unpacking, so I really mm-hmm. need to get groceries and, like, start to use my kitchen and, like, settle into the condos. I'm still kind of, like, I'm not in my home. It doesn't feel like home quite yeah. yet. Get a routine, yeah. I really want to, like start try. cooking yeah. yeah I need to start cooking to like get myself more feel like this is okay I'm in my space because it doesn't feel like that right now I feel like I'm still like in like an airbnb so yeah I'm looking forward to that and watching Harry Potter I had a plan for that oh, I love Harry Potter so much okay wait I'm adding one more question favorite Harry Potter movie um Goblet of Fire Hannah uh Chamber of Secrets Ooh, that's a good one same so, same so, same <laughs> Okay, so those that are still listening, you're the true number one fans, and we live and die for you. Um, We want to say a huge thank you to Hannah for being our first guest. Thank you. And I'm like so, I'm so honored that you guys had me on, like as the first guest. Like I was so excited. This has been really fun. Yeah, like without a surprise, you brought not only your expertise, but research and some ideas that we never even thought about including. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show like the power of like bringing new voices on yeah. and new ideas. Um, and I think this is just sort of the start of like bringing guests on. Um, and um, hopefully we can have some more guests in the future. Yes. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. We love you times a million. <laughs> and um, we look forward to seeing all of you listeners in the next episode. Bye. Oh, I love you guys too. You're the best. Bye. 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 Bye.